Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following content is not suitable for children. Love talking about this today. We're going to talk about how to help men open up, especially emotionally and about their sexual feelings too. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com and use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast. Thanks. We had a great class. That was pretty fun. It was such a good time. I saw people cry and hug and kiss each other afterwards. It was lovely. Great sex, great love. Great love, great sex. Yes. So cool just seeing people have conversations they've never had before. Getting information they, they, they didn't have. Right? To have new conversations, you have to have new material for new conversations. So it was really fun seeing couples invest and take that time and, and have that success. And for couples that didn't have immediate breakthroughs, it, it revealed what was blocking some of these conversations. So everyone left a bit enriched. Yeah, and we've had people already contact us about when we're going to do it next. So we wanted to let you all know we're doing it in October, which will be October 1st, a Friday, and it will go from 10 to 5 Eastern Standard Time. You can sign up now, certainly, but we'll kind of keep you informed as to when we're doing it next. And if we're going to do one in between, if if you all write us and say, hey, we'd rather do it sooner than later, let us know. We'll open that up. Absolutely. And we're also going to try today, Laurie, to turn the podcast into three segments instead of the two we've been doing. We've been getting a lot of feedback that people wanted a little bit longer, a little bit more information. So this is our chance to just play with that. And we're welcome feedback and let us know if this seems to work better or not work so well. Yes. At the end of the day, what you want matters most. Exactly. So tell me why, how do we help men open up, George? Partners, we, we so desperately want our male partners to talk to us about their feelings and what's bothering them and what they're thinking about, what their plans are. Just, you know, from little to big, we would love them to open up. What do you think? Well, I think a lot, and this is a, a rich topic. I began a few emails. I wrote an article a couple of years ago. 
in the uh, Psychotherapy Network, a magazine, mm -hmm. a case study on helping men to open up. And it's funny how an article, every couple of months, I still get emails of people talking about that article. And we really want to, I think most people just don't pace men emotionally well, right? Therapists, partners are often just out in front, pushing too fast, trying to get these big emotions, these vulnerability, and don't recognize that that's often a setup for defensiveness in a wall. Mm. So I guess that's where I'd want to start. How do, we, how do we not push too fast? How do we appreciate this training to not be emotional, to not be vulnerable? That often is, is like a default setting. And mm -hmm. it, you know, it works well in a lot of settings to be calm under pressure, to not get too emotional, to be rational. Like our culture loves this ability. So just appreciate it. I think it is a necessary starting point to not pathologize and see these people as broken and robotic that, you know, this disability serves a purpose. So we're going to start off with how do we connect with that? Mm -hmm. And just as you say that, one of the thoughts that comes to my mind is as a woman too, we kind of want our male partners to be calm under pressure, you know, to, to offer focus and those things. So that ability that they have to do that, then when we're asking them to be vulnerable and open up are kind of at odds about, you know, when, when do we want what? Exactly. And we love this in, in all humans, right? For a mom to be calm under pressure. I have a neighbor that, you know, anytime as one of her kids falls down, she's like, ah! I mean, she like screams at the time. Everybody gets anxious from just hearing that response. So uh -huh. you know, just recognizing that this is, we wouldn't be as a species if we didn't know how to kind of be able to turn down our emotions. But when we get so used to turning it down, it gets hard to see the value in going into it. Mm -hmm. So I think the next step is after you honor the, how it does work, and not get tunnel vision and just focus on how it does not work, then you really want to get these, what we call withdrawers, the, or these men we're talking about here that I don't want to open up to buy into the, what's the value of it? Help mm -hmm. them understand. So many people just push them to do it, like, and they want to make their partner happy, so they go along with you with a ride, or people just coach, and they, but they, you don't get their buy-in. Mm-hmm. So give them some, what is the benefits of vulnerability? So first is we want to pace. We don't want to push too fast. Second is we want to get their buy-in. And to get our partner's buy-in, are, are you saying we need to somehow or another communicate to him what we're looking for, what would be good? How do we do that? Yeah, we're trying to help them understand mm -hmm. that their lives can be healthier. Their body is just managing stress by trying to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And the problem with chronically turning it off is you also won't get what you need. It's a short-term strategy that works well, but there are some long-term costs to that, right? So when you intellectually engage them to say, this works really well in this setting, but then it sets you up to fail in that setting. Does that make sense? And if, if they start to understand that they can learn to become more flexible, that they don't lose the ability to turn it off, but they can gain ability to become more flexible, 
Like it's in their own best interest to want to do it for themselves. Most people are trying to get them to do emotions for their partner because their partner is frustrated with the lack of it, right? But that's mm-hmm. we're really trying to help them to see this is something that actually they need to do for themselves. Their partner will benefit from that, but they mm-hmm. this this will enrich their lives to be able to do that. So being able to quote research statistics, you know, all these psycho ed things are really important to kind of give them a clearer target. I mean, it's scary if you don't want to do emotions, you get thrown right into the deep end to do emotions. Like we want to slowly, with the pacing, get them to understand what are we aiming for? What's the value in doing this? Does this make sense? Right? The more they're invested in the, in the process, the easier we're going to be able to hit those targets. Mm-hmm. So if I, as a partner, want to help my husband or my boyfriend open up how might I ask him about that? How might I say, help him understand the benefit? I mean, it is a benefit to me because I feel like I'll know him more. I'll feel more connected, feel deeper connection. I mean, I think as therapists, we have a responsibility too to pace people, but just for a couple, how do we do that? Not easy. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're trying to gauge is your partner hearing your, your statement as an invitation or an accusation? Mm. So often, these withdrawers are sensitive to the message they're doing something wrong. So if I immediately say, I want to talk, it's so quick for their brain to say, uh-oh, that means there's something you're not happy with. Mm-hmm. So the more that that pursuer can use language that, hey, listen, you know, I'm not trying to tell you you're doing anything wrong. I'm really just trying to kind of engage and explore and be curious and invite. I mean, it's the approach is important to kind of start to reduce the threat level. Mm -hmm. I think you're really good at that. In our class, you, you did that as an example, and I loved it. Maybe we should come back after this break and do a little role play about how to help them open up. So this pandemic, you know, it's been rough for all of us. Things might have gotten out of control in the garden. (laughs) Manscaped is suggesting that uh, their their products work on women, too. So, you know, if you don't want to nick yourself and you can't get to the, the little shop around the corner, you might want to think about this women as well. But they have so many cool things. Their skincare products are great. I love their aftershave. But they have the Crop Reviver, the Crop Cleanser, which is like a moisturizer product in the shower. And it's cool stuff here. Manscaped.com with the coupon foreplay for 20% off. Gentlemen, girlfriends. We're so thankful to partner with Manscaped because they are committed to what we're doing. Really making it more acceptable for men to be present and to kind of enjoy their sexual being and what they look about and to be more intentional. So in class, you were really trying to demonstrate that soft invitation. And I want you to really help us, especially as pursuers, get that in our brains so that we can help men open up, that we can do our part to create the safety that's necessary. I don't remember what I said, Laurie, so remind me. Well... The, the way you frame things in terms of 
reducing the threat for somebody and inviting curiosity and helping them feel safe so that they don't shut down or feel like they're failing. That, that kind of thing is how we help men open up. And that language, I think, is important. And I think you're, you have also talked about kind of how we help their nervous system feel safe and calm, what we need to do with their brain. How do, how do we help? Sure. Well, that simple concept of connecting first before we try to fix or stretch or give advice Right. I, I think that is so important when you're working with withdrawers. That that most of us have great intentions, but we just start off pushing a little bit too fast. Like mm. how do you meet them where they're at? Really connect. I like Stephen Porges work, polyvagal theory. Mm. I think it's so helpful because it's letting us know what's happening in the nervous system live. And technology is so great today because we can actually look at an fMRI machine and we can see what's happening in the brain. Yeah. So in polyvagal theory and oversimplifying it, they talk about there are three different states of the mind that we can call a green zone, a yellow zone, or a red zone, mm. right? In the green zone where the ventral dorsal nerve is running the show is when people are open and curious, they're empathetic, they want to connect they can explore. When couples are doing well, it's because their brains are in this green, open place, mm. right? So that's the goal. If you want your relationship to be safe, we actually need the brain to be in a green zone. Mm -hmm. When stress happens, the brain shifts, the dorsal ventral nerve kind of goes online. And when the, that yellow zone is online, it's a sympathetic fight or flight response. Right? Uh, our body wants to, wants to move and kind of reduce the threat by attacking it or getting away from it. It's meant to be a temporary state. The problem when we're in a yellow zone is we get tunnel vision and our empathy goes offline. It's hard to con connect and focus on other people when your brain is in a threat response. Mm -hmm. If the fight or flight response doesn't work, this is the really vicious stuff happens. We go into a red zone. Right In a red zone is when our it's a parasympathetic response where we freeze. We kind of get stuck in hopelessness. It's where trauma happens, helplessness, shame, these really bigger emotional states. This is where people literally dissociate from their body. Mm -hmm. So, Can I just say I love it when you geek out on us, George? Yeah. And show us how much you know. You do know so much. But let me get it straight. The, the green part of the MRI shows on the brain as that open, curious, safe place. The yellow is the beginning of escalation, frustration, maybe some anger, that kind of thing. And then the red is really when we our survival mechanism is activated. We feel kind of primary fear, fight, flight, and fear perhaps. Or Yes, and what, what's most relevant when we're talking about withdrawers and with couples is when your brain is in a yellow place, you're not the best person. You're not the best partner. So mm -hmm. if, if we're in a relationship and I say, Hey, Lori, I want to talk and your brain already is yellow because it's hearing that I'm going to bring up something critical mm. and you're going to defend yourself and be like, well, why do we need to talk now? Like you, my brain 
already starting off is yellow. When you have two yellow brains trying to talk, they don't have a lot of success. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying with withdrawers is they're in a yellow state as soon as you say, hey, I want to talk to you. Right? It's hard for them to have success with emotions when their brain is, is feeling the threat of that emotion. So what you see me try to do, connect, is I'm actually trying to pull their brain green. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to meet them where they're at, kind of give them good reasons for being defensive. I've heard that the four most dreaded words from men are, I want to talk. Maybe we should start with, I want to have sex. <laughs> you know? well, that's a whole nother podcast. Lord. <laughs> and I get why partners... It's, it's beautiful that they, they're trying to initiate a conversation. They know in talking about it, that's how change happens, right? Mm-hmm. Silence for the pursuers is horrible. So there's hope in, in the words. Mm-hmm. But how do we get these withdrawers when the very question, those four words, I want to talk, already triggers their brain into a yellow fight or flight response? Sure. Right? We really want it. So that soft startup is trying to say, hey, listen, I know oftentimes my questions get you defensive and I'm really not trying to get you defensive. I'm not trying to get, tell you you're doing anything wrong. I'm really trying to kind of explore because I don't know either. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to have a conversation to get closer. If we don't get anywhere at the end of this conversation, that's totally cool. Right. I just want to connect with you. I'm trying to get that withdrawer's brain to see the opportunity here, not to just see the possible damage. Mm-hmm. Right? And that shift towards opportunity is what starts to pull that brain green. And once it's green, it's capable of beautiful things. It's capable of flexibility and problem solving when it's green. But when we're yellow, we're kind of shut down. We're not thinking. We're not creative. And that's not a choice. It has nothing to do with loving your partner. Your brain is just shifted to a different gear and it's in defense mode. Mm-hmm. So I think couples have a much, I encourage my couples all the time. Like if you notice you're yellow, put up your head and say, Hey, I'm yellow here. Like, let's give clear feedback to each other. Mm. Right? Cause when we're in a green zone, I know couples are doing beautiful things and you're going to see a lot of these moves from withdrawers. They're going to be these defenses that they employ. They might laugh. They might minimize. They might deflect. They might say, I don't know. They're going to have lots of moves that are real time moves on their part of just trying to kind of turn down emotion. Mm-hmm. But why are they doing that? Because a part of them, that yellow brain is starting to recognize if I don't do this, a threat's going to happen. Things could get worse. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes nobody helps them put words to, they're actually so much better at emotions than most people realize. What do you mean when you Mostly say that? What they're, well, if, if you bring up something heavy and I make a joke, I'm making a joke because I'm perfectly reading inside you that if we continue to go down this road, the emotion's going to actually rise. So let me try to kind of diffuse the situation and make a joke mm-hmm. or change the topic or focus on something positive. All of these moves are because my body is noticing something real time emotionally. And most people think they don't notice emotion at all. No, they're actually really good at it. They're just, they're not good at articulating these emotions or, or the awareness. They're really good so at detecting. They're good at detecting that something emotional is up. And those strategies that j- you just mentioned are the way they're going to keep their partner calm, hopefully the conversation calmer. They're trying to stay in the green zone with that. 
Yes. And that detecting is all about emotions, right? Mm. They're detecting increases in emotion, mm-hmm. right? I love that word detecting because they are often scanning for nonverbals, tone, all of these things to notice how quickly they're going to have to intervene to stop these things from escalating. Okay. Well, let's come back and maybe role play or talk further either about how we get men to open up about their emotions or about their sexual feelings when we come right back. George, when you're having sex, feeling is just everything. It's mm. excitement and intimacy and anticipation and uber lube makes feeling much better. I love too that, you know, the world is opening up. People are getting vaccines. We're going to travel and you can get purse and pocket sizes of Uber Lube. It's great. One of the lovely things about it is it's simple. It dissipates when you don't need it. So there's no residue and it's recommended by doctors, scent free and color free. And actually I'm, I have it on my hair right now. It like tames the frizzies. Do you see how shiny my hair is, George? Hey, it looks great, Lauren. <laughs> and men listening, this is your friend too. So the more that both partners are, are thinking about each other and what they can do to enhance each other's pleasure and engagement, it's a great product for both. Use the coupon for play for 10% off. Okay, Laurie. So let's let's get focused here on how we're going to help men open up. So for me, we talked about the first part is just honoring the good reasons they want to turn down emotion and how healthy that is and really Mm -hmm. see the value and the positive elements. If we connect with that first, we make their brain feel less threatened. It pulls them into this green zone. Two, we really want to get their buy-in to want to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Right? Not to just make their partner happy, but give them this research. Talk about polyvagal theory. Get them excited <laughs> about a new move. Yeah, okay. Because right? that, that buy-in is going to go a long way towards them being able to take risks. Then the third thing I really want them to do is, and this is the most important, is I want them to have success with their emotions. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, the reasons they want to turn down emotion and not do vulnerability is they have not had a lot of success. Mm -hmm. It's either blown up. It's their partner still says they're unhappy with what they're saying. There's some way that they're not rewarded for that vulnerability. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They're told they're doing it wrong. It's not enough. That is their sensitivity, their raw spot. Mm -hmm. They're very sensitive to that message. And yet every time they try, that's the message they get. They want to just go back. It trains them to retreat. Mm -hmm. So we really want to be intentional of saying, give them success with their emotions. Notice it's success for them. Most people are trying to coach them how to be more emotional for their partner. That's the last step. That's going to come naturally when their brain is Mm. open and curious and in a green zone. Mm -hmm. But to do that, they have to experience some of it themselves. So when they laugh, instead of getting mad at their laughter, be able to say, you're so good, the timing of your laughter. That's usually a sign to me that you're trying to kind of diffuse the situation. You're trying to reset and regroup. That's just your way of of regulating. Mm. You're doing a good job. Thank you for that. Like if you tell a withdrawer that, they look at you like you have three heads on. Because mm-hmm. everybody's telling them their laughter is wrong, their attempts to whatever they're doing is wrong. 
And it just further entrenches those defensive walls. Mm -hmm. To lower those walls, we want to be able to tell them, you're doing something right. You got good timing. Mm -hmm. One of the things I I think is so important about what you're saying, the tell them that they're doing something right is with any withdrawal, right? Even a sexual withdrawal or an emotional withdrawal, we want to shape their response to become more and more open. And that doesn't happen overnight. It's like if they give you a little crumb, you kind of have to celebrate that crumb versus saying, hey, you didn't feed me. You didn't give me a meal. You know, we we have to see the little bit, be grateful for it because that creates that green zone safety that allows them to open up, maybe not in this conversation, but the next time. Right. And that what feels like a crumb to the partner, to the pursuer, is actually a pretty big deal. It's a big mm-hmm. emotion for the withdrawer. Yes. And when it doesn't work, it just it's a lifetime of it not working. Mm-hmm. And it just it numbs their heart and it leads to all this resignation that we see in withdrawers. So that third step in them having success is I want them to start allowing their longings to come out that say life could be different for me. It could be better. Because in that moment, right before they shut down, they're actually scared. They're actually feeling like they're failing and nobody sees it. Nobody helps them with it. They just Mm. deal with it on their own. And every time they deal with it on their own, it strengthens that muscle that thinks this is the best way to do it. And I know that's a lie. Mm. There's no baby born that's looking to do that. Mm -hmm. We learn to do that, right? So I need to help these withdrawers tap into a part of them. And they need to be in that green zone to do that. That that starts to long for something different. But when they want it for themselves, not as something they just want to give their partner, when they want it and then they have success expressing it, it changes the game. Mm -hmm. And being vulnerable has its own reward. We are more fully ourselves when we share our inner world. When we share what we really think, we're representing ourselves. We come into the world sort of in, in color instead of in a more guarded way. And, and most people get more of what they want when they're vulnerable in life. Right. Research is really clear that people that have the most access to the most parts of themselves, especially their vulnerability, have the most enriched lives. Mm, that's right? great. And people that have to compartmentalize and lose parts of themselves, they have less to work with, less to engage with, and have less enriched lives. Mm-hmm. If you're hiding parts of yourself, then you're not experiencing everything that you could have in the world or in your relationship. That's the tragedy of the wall. To keep out the bad, it also keeps out the good, right? To not be exposed and to be seen as a failure and to retreat means maybe your fears won't be confirmed in that moment. But what you don't realize is the cost is that you're never going to receive comfort when you need it the most. Mm, Right. You'll never be able to ask for what you need when you're hurting or or I think there's also vulnerability sometimes in sharing your pride and your joy and all of that. You, you won't be celebrated. And some of the withdrawers listening now, we've just lost them, right? We had them the whole time, but we just pushed a little bit too hard at the end here. But that's okay. I pushed too I, hard? No, me. When I'm like, I can feel my passion at saying to tap into longings is really scary for somebody that's been mm. numbing them out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're listening, you're saying, well, you know, George, I was getting a little pushy here. Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, I've, I fight for withdrawers because I know they can have more. 
And I've seen them have success thousands upon thousands of times. So I'm very confident that if I can pace and get them to this place where they want it for themselves, things really change in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Love that. So shall we do it? Yeah. Well, what are we doing? A role play. Okay. Okay. So I'll be Jane, you be Joe. And I just... You know, I noticed the other day, honey, that you came home and your face kind of told me you were a little preoccupied. And I just want you to know that's totally fine with me. I I know you struggle with stress and you've got so many thoughts and you support our family so well. And I certainly don't want to be intrusive and add to your burden in any way. Um, but I just... I would be so honored if sometimes I can just kind of be your dumping ground and you can come and share with me what's going on in your world. And I know in the past I've, I've blown it and I've given you advice about how to handle something at work and I'm really learning and I don't want to do that. I just want to be there for you. And so I would love to offer you that, that I don't know, whenever something's going on, um, I'd love to be here for you, maybe just as your friend. Hey, listen, you had me at a hello there. That was, that was a nice, soft startup. I couldn't find my, my brain didn't get defensive. Really? That was a really nice way of, of helping my brain see the invitation, that mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to let me make the call, mm -hmm. and you're, you're trying to really let me know that you just don't want me to be alone, that if I choose to be alone, that's going to be okay too. Mm -hmm. But that you're just wanting to face some of this stress with me. So I felt the the invitation there. Oh, this makes me so happy. I did it right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gold star from George. Love That's it. Gold star. That's, <laughs> Love it. That's, the proof is in the emotions. Mm. Your right, body right, feels right. all relaxed. It, it, I'm looking for, as, as a withdrawer, I'm looking for something to latch on to that could be a threat. Mm. Right? So... And, and we're never going to get this stuff perfectly. But the more that you're trying to notice that in me and notice that little yellow brain starting to percolate, right? You can speak to that and just say, hey, listen, I am not trying to tell you you're doing anything wrong. I'm here to help. If the time is not right, that's cool too, right? And, and that invitation is so important because there is a part of me deep down that doesn't want to be alone with all this. I just would rather do that than take on more stress, which is often what it feels like when you say you want to talk. Now I got to worry about you. And it, but for you to just in the front end say, hey, listen, I don't want to add more stress. I just want to help you with your stress. That, that's, that's a really nice message. Mm. Okay. Yay, both of us. Yeah. That was good. Before we go today, I just want to touch base and say you have your next module available in Success and Vulnerability for therapists, right? Isn't it five? Yeah, module five. And again, notice the title, Success and Vulnerability. We, we are, really want to train therapists on how to hit this target with their clients because at the end of the day, we don't want to be vulnerable if we're only going to be dropped and let down. That strengthens our defenses. We really need people to fight effectively for both withdrawers and pursuers so that the math, the numbers can change and they can get that relationship that, that they deserve. Yes. And we would also like to invite all of you to join us on social media. We are on Instagram and that's foreplay underscore radio sex therapy. And I think we've 
we've got about 6,000 followers, which isn't a whole lot compared to some people, but for us, we're growing. Please join us there. I actually check it every day and make a few comments or so. So that would be lovely. So thanks for listening. Keep it hot, y'all. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.